Hello and welcome into another edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm Chuck Taylor. As always, across the mic is the briefcase, Casey Cobb. Casey, how's it going? Howdy, folks. Um, guys, this is our second episode for tonight. Uh, check with the other episode. We break down our rankings of the Power 5 conferences 1 through 5 before doing a little preview and review of uh, last week's and next week's picks, and then we take it out with our final take. So be sure to check that one out. But this episode, I'm going to get a little heated on this one, Casey, and I apologize for the, uh, the passionate speaking that's about to come out. But um, if you guys didn't hear, Colin Coward, uh, and I'm going to be calling him Coward for the rest of this uh, episode on purpose. So Strong Colin words, Coward, man. Colin Coward, a uh, podcast slash uh, TV show host for Fox um, Sports came out this last week. I think it was Wednesday, talking to Joel Klatt, a college football analyst for uh, Fox, about his opinion that Texas, University of Texas and the University of Michigan are not football schools. So, Casey, I reviewed this argument. I've watched it several times, and I have uh, quite a bit written down here, um, breaking down every single part of his argument and um, basically tearing it to shreds. Um, before I get started, uh, any kind of you know, you know, knee-jerk reactions to the video? Did you watch the video? Anything you want to uh, preface this discussion with? Well, you know, I figured that you were going to have a bit of input on this one. So I'll probably just like, you know, we'll just wind you up and watch you go. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I'll just kind of uh, go along with the flow here. Um, but you know what? But and what, what I get frustrated with, and at least Callan Ca- Coward is, is not, <laughs> he's not quite as bad as like, uh, What's the, what are the guys on Fox? Um, um, oh, uh, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, you know. And those guys, I can't even listen to like two minutes of them because it is basically like, I, I swear to you, I think what they do is they come in and they just say, okay, Skip, listen, you're going to say this, right? You're going to say <laughs> this, the Cowboys are not America's team. You're just going to make some general platitude and you're going to go off for five minutes, and then and then Shannon, you're just what you're going to do is you're going to take the exact opposite argument. Right? <laughs> like, I don't even know if they actually believe the crap that they're spewing out. You know, I think it's just all set up just to get you know people like you and me fired up, right? And oh Colin, yeah, Colin, I've listened to some of his stuff, and he I mean he comes up with these you know cross the board statements that he makes. I think to get people going, but but not typically quite on the the level that those those guys are at that being said um and i like joel clatt i, I enjoyed listening to that because i do like joel. yes he's, yeah he's me got, too he's a, he's a good analyst and he's got some really good opinions and some really good thoughts um he gets a lot of grief from aggies because he's been pretty down on the aggies for years but he's been right every time he's been down on the aggies so i kind of trusted his judgment anyway um you know and, and i'm not just trying to take the opposite opinion i i think you know, before you go into it, when you look at it overall, you cannot deny that Texas and Michigan are football schools, right? You look at the entire pedigree of work, you look at the tradition, you look at the, the games, you look at everything that's gone on with those schools. 
you know, you can say overall, yeah, I consider them football schools. The people go crazy for the football. They are all in on the football. But I can understand where he's coming from when he says, let's look at what's happened in the last 10 years. And in the last 10 years, he's got some validity to that point. So go for it, Chuck. I'm listening. Um, oh, absolutely. I, you know, in this, before, I, before I start off on this journey, this is not an argument of whether or not Texas or Michigan are playing up to their not only capabilities, but you know, expected um, results. Uh, because I don't think you'll find anyone that argues for that. Uh, both Texas and Michigan have been huge disappointments for a generation, you know, 10 plus years. Um, I don't think you're going to find anyone that's satisfied with the results that they've, that either program has put on the field. This is not an argument about that. Um, this is an argument about whether or not these two schools are quote unquote football schools in which I don't see. I mean, I guess, Every, you know, see, this is what I fight with. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think people should know that know when their opinions are completely false and just absolutely wrong. So with that, I've got five points here because I think he makes five points in this video. At the end of each point, I will give you a chance to rebuttal or or, um, you know, because I, I don't want to be talking for 30 minutes because uh, I will. Um, so yeah. at the end of each, you can't, you can't talk for 30 minutes because, uh, Sharon's trying to keep those, um, stuffed bell peppers I spoke about earlier. Nice. And oh yeah. So. so, so yeah. So I've got five points at the end of each <laughs> point. I will give you a, a second to kind of, you know, recap or whatever you want to say. But so with that, we get it started. So he starts off first, first thing out of the gate, out of his mouth, completely false. Um, says that Texas has a 50 year gap in championships 50-year gap absolutely false uh there was a 35-year gap from 1970 to 2005 asterisk there was two unclaimed national championships in 1981 and 1977 now that's the only time i'm going to bring that up because there are unclaimed national championships throughout this i just thought it was a little right little you know important to uh to you know put in there but you know ignore that if you want okay However, they won 10 games in nine consecutive seasons, 10 or more games from 2001 to 2009. Not too shabby. They also had two Heisman winners in that time in 1977 and 1998 with Ricky Williams and Earl Campbell. So it's not like they were playing bad football. They just might not have won a championship. Okay. Only one person gets to win every year. Okay. And let me just before I forgot to preface this, I am equally, if not more offended that Michigan was in this discussion, as was Texas. I, I am 100% true about that. I am just as, as uh, you know, just as mad that, that Michigan was mentioned in this, if not more so, because it's just absolutely insane. Having said that, Michigan, there was a 49-year gap from 1948 to 1997. Okay, there's a current 21-year gap from 1997 to the present. However, They're tied with the second most championships with 11 with USC and Notre Dame only behind Alabama's 17. So they have 11 championships. Okay. There, there has been a gap there and I'm not counting Ivy league schools, your Princeton's, your Yale's, et cetera, and all this. Okay. Now let's compare that with the schools that he defends. He defends Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio state throughout this whole argument the most. Uh, He also defends USC on and off. 
So Alabama, there was a 20-year gap from 1941 to 1961 and a 30-year gap from 1979 to 1909 with only a championship in 1992 in between. So they had one championship in 30 years. Okay? So don't tell me that these teams haven't experienced the same. He says there's not a 20-year, there's not a 50-year gap. Well, there's not a 50-year gap in any of these schools, but okay. Oklahoma, 18-year gap from 1956 to 1974. Then a 15-year gap from 1985 to 2000. Oh, and uh, they're on a current 18-year drought from 2000 to the present. Oklahoma hasn't won a championship since 2000. So that kind of shoots his uh, argument in the face. Finally, Ohio State, there was a 32-year gap from 1970 to 2002. Um, So first argument, not looking that strong. Um, Starting out completely false with the notion of a 50-year gap in Texas's. I think he was speaking about Texas, but maybe both of them. Um, that was completely false. And then also saying that the other schools don't have those same, kind of ga- same kinds of gaps. Obviously, lots of holes in this argument. Uh, that's my first argument. Anything you want to add to that? No, I think that's a good argument. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so I think that's good, especially with Oklahoma. If he's talking about Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma's been in the hunt. But if you go and start looking at championships, right? They haven't well, won one in how many even years? Ohio State. Ohio 15. State's won what one? One twenty fourteen. So, don't yeah. really know what what he's talking about there. Um, okay, so the second the second argument he brings up, and this is a this is a quote from the video. I want I want W's, not brand name, because Joel Klatt brings up that Texas is the second most valuable team uh, in college football. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want W's not brand. Okay. Texas this is an easy argument. 900 wins, third all time. Michigan, 944, first all time. That's all I have to say about that. Like, that, there's nothing else to say about that. You've got the first and third all time winningest programs in college football history. Not a whole lot to argue there. Complete holes in his argument. Um, before I go on to three, is there anything to say about that? Uh, no, no, you're doing good, man. Okay, well, you—I mean, I, I'm just getting started here, and I—and I would be—I would be more than happy to go on Colin Coward's um, program and, and argue this because he really fired up a lot of people with this. I'm going to throw one one more thing into good. one more go thing ahead. Into, the, into the fire for you. Yep, yep. Um, did you hear uh, Kirk Herbstreit said that Texas is at the same level as Pitt? Uh, yes, I think I I didn't watch that video, so I can't really comment too much on it, but I saw the headline. Was he speak? Did you watch the video? Was he speaking to results or the history of the program? He was on game day. He's just talking about present. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of argument for that. Texas has been completely terrible. I don't think anyone would argue. This is literally 2010 to now is the worst period in the university of Texas's history. Of football, they've played about 500 ball from 2010 to now, right. um, which is you know I mean that's the worst history ever in the school's you know history of college football. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't really see an argument. You, know, you want to say they're close to Pitt? I mean, I, I, that's fine. You know, I mean they are pretty bad. Now he said that before we went out and beat USC, um, but still, I don't like I said I don't think that's a marquee win or anything like that. But no, I don't I don't have a problem with that. Like I said, right. this argument here. Not about current, not about present. Um, you know, it, it's about how much Legacy. the school, how much the school cares about football, 
and the legacies, the histories of these programs. That's what this argument is about. And that's what I'm offended about. I think you're making a good argument. So third, um, the third point he brings up is, is a direct quote. When you say Austin, Texas, I don't think football. When you say Ohio State, Alabama, I think football. Okay. Uh, right out of the gate, what do you see wrong with that? Um, you're talking about a city, and then you're talking about universities. About, about, yeah. <laughs> and in this video, if you watch the video, Casey, Joel Klatt literally brings this up. He goes, you don't, you, you don't think football when I say University of Texas. And Colin Coward stops for a second. He goes, no, no, you said University of Te-. And then he uh-huh. goes off on another rant. So he right, caught him right. right there. Austin, Texas is a, is a big city. It's got a lot going on. It's a lot of music capital of the world. It's, you know, it's got 6th Street. It's got things going on. It's got the, the uh, Lake Travis and that whole thing. It's a big city with a lot going on. It's the capital of the state. You can't compare Austin, Texas to Tuscaloosa or Austin, Texas to Norman, Oklahoma, because those mm-hmm. cities only have the schools in them. Austin, right. Texas is more than the University of Texas. Yeah. So, yeah, Dell, I think Dell's down there. You got IBM, you got all kind of tech stuff going on. You got like the Indy, you got the Indy, uh, what is it, Indy race car track or Formula One race car track? Yeah, absolutely. Um, then, Good point. Yeah, and he mentions, you know, like I said, he backs up. Okay, first of all, well, he backs up USC on and off in this video. I can't really get a, get a feel whether or not he thinks USC is a football school, but USC is in a, a L.A., Los Angeles. Do you think of USC football when you hear Los Angeles? No, nope. you don't because it's a big city. So, you know, and then when you think of Columbus, Ohio, I mean, maybe Ohio State, but Columbus is a big city. There's a lot going on in Columbus. So totally unfair comparison. And then he, you know, in this same argument, he goes off and says, Michigan's not known for football because I think of Michigan as a good school. He's like, I think of Michigan, good education, good school. Yada yada, and that's just that's just him lying basically on yeah, camera. There's never, no way. I've never thought that. If, I, if somebody says Notre Dame, I think of good school. Yeah, yeah, well, even I mean, Michigan is a good school, but you can't tell me that you don't think of football at all. He's he goes off and says, "Oh, I've got two agents that went to, fo- to went to Michigan. I've got a lawyer that went to Michigan. Big deal. Michigan is the all-time winningest program." And in the second most championships, you don't think of football when you think Michigan, you shouldn't be a college football commentator or you shouldn't be a sports analyst if you don't think Michigan and football are synonymous. I mean, that's just insane. Um, so that's his that's his third week argument. Any, anything else to, to put in that? No, I think that's good. When I think of Norman, I think of Ted's Escondida. What, what is that? That's a best Tex-Mex in Oklahoma. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Um, Dude, you got to go. If you're ever in Oklahoma, I don't know why you would go to Oklahoma, but if you're ever up there, man, you need to go to Ted's Escondida, man. The place haven't, haven't heard of that, but I will have to check that out. I think that's um, where they go you football. Really? That's that's yeah. impressive, but you should you should send that in to Colin because, you know, apparently all he thinks about <laughs> is OU football. But um, Okay, so my fourth point is probably my longest point. Uh, I'm going to keep this brief, but – he says, this is a direct quote, Texas and Michigan aren't as committed to football as Alabama, Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State is the main three that he defends. Uh, that's so, boring. well, so, okay, Texas is number two, Michigan is number three on Forbes' most valuable college football team list. Okay, I don't, I shouldn't have to say anything more, but 
Um, a team that's committed to football is typically uh, worth a lot of money. All right, so let's see. So te- Texas gave a coaching contract to Tom Herman. Tom Herman had two years of experience as a head coach. Two years of experience. And they gave him a five-year, $28.5 million deal. That comes to just over $5 million a year, $6 million the final year of his contract. Okay? Let's compare. Michigan gave Jim Harbaugh a seven-year, $52.1 million contract at $7 million. Okay? So you would think that they would pay their coaches less if they don't care about football. But um, let's see. Alabama pays Nick Saban the greatest coach in college football Eight years, $74 million. That comes out to 75, $7.5 million a year. So, right in the ballpark. Oklahoma, five years, $25 million, $4.8 million a year for Lincoln Riley. Now, you can compare Lincoln Riley and, and Tom Herman because they're both pretty much brand-new coaches. Texas pays their coach more. Um, Ohio State, nine-year, $48 million for Urban Meyer, the second-greatest coach in college football, um, $48 million and some change. That comes out to 7.6 mil this year. Uh, they just um, put in some extra stuff with it. They just renewed his contract. So 7.6, still right in that ballpark. Texas A&M for comparison, because Texas A&M isn't even brought up in this discussion, just gave a 10-year, $75 million contract to Jimbo Fisher. That comes out to 7.5 a, a year. So all of these contracts pretty similar, if not more so in Texas and Michigan's way, depending on who you're looking at. So they pay their coaches about the same amount. All right. So let's look at uh, stadiums. Let's look at stadiums because, you know, if you're a good school, good football school, you have good attendance. You have big stadiums. Okay. DKR is the largest stadium in the Big 12. It's the eighth largest in the United States and the ninth largest stadium in the world at 100,119 capacity. They're about to renovate. They, they literally approved Crystal Conte just approved a project to renovate the south end zone. It's going to add thousands of seats, and the estimated uh, capacity, once they're done, 115,000, okay? Michigan has the big house. It's the largest stadium in the U.S. and the second largest in the world at 107,601 capacity. Alabama, Bryant-Denny, 101,000. Oklahoma, 86,000. And Ohio State, 104,000 capacity. So not a whole lot to say there. Texas and Michigan have bigger stadiums. Texas is about to have a bigger stadium. They, I mean, it's comparable with all of those schools. But when they put, add this the south money. end zone, when they add the south end zone, yeah, it's going to be a bigger stadium. They spend a ton of money on football. So that, that's my fourth argument right there. So to say that they don't care about football or they don't, they're not invested as invested in football, absolutely ludicrous to me. Um, you have any thoughts before I go into my fifth and final point? Doing good, man. You're on fire. Okay, so let's wrap all this up. Uh, I think we've shot quite a bit of holes in Colin Coward's argue, argument. Let's finish it up. Um, the final point he makes is kind of hard to uh, elaborate on, or you know, and maybe he makes this point. He makes this point towards the end of the argument. Maybe he mm-hmm. was running out of actually hardcore evidence so he just had to was throwing stuff at the wall at this point but he says the bigger the city the more options coaches have and they leave sooner um i don't really know what this has to do with what does that mean being a football school but i went ahead and looked up the numbers anyway so uh mac brown was the coach from 1998 to 2013 16 seasons before he was mutually pushed out 
and agreed to leave. Um, and that's not to mention Daryl Royal was there from 1957 to 1976, Hall of Fame coach. And also Fred Akers was there for nine years in the 80s. Um, Michigan, Bo Schlim, Schlimbecker was there for 20 years. They had Lloyd Carr there for 12 years. Pete Carroll, because I'm, I'm bringing in USC because he said bigger, bigger cities. Pete Carroll was there for nine years. Um, and then they had another nine-year guy and a 12-year guy. So these are three schools with you know, big cities, and they have coaches that stay uh, mm-hmm. when they're successful. Um, I don't think any of these coaches left for better opportunities. I think they all either retired or were eventually fired because of um, performance issues near the end. So to say that coaches leave Tech, you don't leave Texas. You don't leave Michigan. Okay. If, if you're leaving, it's not your decision. Okay. Yeah, unless you're going to the NFL, I guess, but that doesn't happen that often. Um, you're either getting fired or you're retiring from those schools. Those are lifelong schools. So, so to say that the city size has to do with the coaches lead, like doesn't even have anything to do with whether or not it's a football school, but that's Colin Coward's yeah, point. I don't understand that. Yeah. So that, that's one of his points. So to wrap all this up, uh, I've got a little conclusion right here. Texas and Michigan are the second and third most valuable schools, according to Forbes. They're the one and first and third all-time winningest. They're the second and tied for eighth all-time national championships. Texas would be tied for fifth if you just look at post-1960. Um, they, they have some of the biggest stadiums. Texas, the state of Texas, is the football capital of the world. You want to talk about Friday Night Lights, University of Texas, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I, I don't have anything left to say, Casey. Like, that, this argument is complete l- ludicrousy. Like, it just, it, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's asinine. It has no backing, no evidence, no proof, no anything. Like, I guess it's an opinion, but I just, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it, Casey. Chuck, I think you did a good job with that argument, you know. You just have to remember I think that Colin, Colin was just trying to get after you personally. He he made that <laughs> that whole show was designed to get you riled up, and I think he did his job. But I think look, he makes some valid points. You know, I think we really have to look at the overall uh, the overall legacy. You know, you can even look at victories. You can look at the. You didn't even go into the fan base, right? I mean, look at the 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 passionate fan base that schools like Michigan and Texas have, right? And they've got very passionate fan bases as well. Um, oh, absolutely. Obviously, or or they wouldn't be making so much money, you know? So, yeah, and and coaching changes left and right. I mean, these it's it's not for these teams aren't losing because his biggest thing is that you know I want to see W's you know recently, which that doesn't have anything to do with them being football schools, but. It's, it's not for a lack of trying that these schools aren't being successful. I mean, both Michigan and Texas are throwing everything at the wall trying to fix their respective problems. Michigan hired an NFL coach away from the NFL to come fix their team. Like, I, you know, Texas is, you know, drop of the hat, pick these, you know, the, some of the top coaches on the coaching market. Like, it's not for a lack of trying. It's right. just yeah. the, the systems are broken right now, and it, it takes a while to rebuild a program. Yeah, but to suggest that they're not footballs is just insane. I mean, insane. Like that. 
you know what? Texas A&M isn't an agricultural school, Casey. I don't know if you know that. I just think, you know, there's better, there's other agricultural schools out there. I just, I don't think Texas is commit. I don't think Texas A&M is committed enough. You know, to being an no, I don't think vet school. They're They're not the best. No, no, they're not a vet school. No, because recently, you know, they haven't really had that many graduates, and I don't think I honestly, I don't think they're committed enough. You know, yeah. Utah State, Utah State, those Aggies, they're committed. New Mexico State, they're committed. A and M, not committed. Um, I think you destroyed it, Chuck. Yeah, good job, man. I am I am more than happy. I'm sorry I took that episode over. I just uh, no, had to get all you, that out. Um, feels good, doesn't it? You got to have that release yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I am sorry uh, to the audience that I kind of went solo on that one. Uh, Casey was more than more than uh, capable of of you know punching in on that, but he you know he said he wanted to give me the floor. So um, that's my argument for argument for Colin Coward. Uh, I am more than happy to go on the show, Colin, if you want to uh, debate this topic. I am uh, more than willing. We need to share so, this with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. I'm sure he's gotten a lot of backlash for the video. I mean, Joel oh, Klatt. Sure. Was, Joel yeah, Klatt, Joel Klatt was his too. Yeah, he was looking over there like, what? Man. Are you kidding me? When Joel Klatt... <laughs> Joel Klatt came out with the, am I taking crazy pills right now? Am I, am I on crazy pills? Like I was like, yes, Joel. Like, yes, that is my exact thought right now. Oh, uh, Joel couldn't believe a word he was saying. Everything he, he brought up, Joel was just, you know, this blasphemy. And anyways. Um, yeah. So if you, if you uh, didn't see that video, check it out. Um, and then listen to this podcast, let us know what you think. Um, so before we wrap it up, Casey, any, any last words on this one? No, good job, Chuck. I think you laid out your points very well, and I'm super proud of you. All right. Nice. Well, thank you very much. Um, so, guys, with that, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had my argument pretty well structured. I, I just got to keep my ideas fluid. But, um, yeah, so with that, there's our uh, second episode for the week. Um, check back next week for new episodes. If you didn't catch first episode, uh, like I said, we did, you know, ranking the power conferences and preview review. And then our final takes this episode, breaking down Colin Coward's argument. Um, check back next week for more episodes. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Share with your friends and family on any social media platform you want. And uh, leave us a rating or review. Let us know uh, how we're doing. Um, so with that, for Casey, I'm Chuck. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye now.